The book Takatapui, A Place of Standing, tells the story of how Takatapui, that's the word for Māori who are lesbian, gay, bisexual or transgender, navigate their own world of sexual identity and being Māori. Research of the book began when Jordan Harris had a conversation with the late Mama Teddy Strickland. She was an advocate for Takatapui and described as a matriarch who looked after the girls who worked on the streets of Auckland. They were both on a plane heading home after attending the funeral of Carmen Rupe. Through that conversation, we, we talked about all the old stories that were shared at Carmen's Tangi and how those stories are never told and how we never hear them and we need to start recording these stories. It was shortly after that conversation Mama Teddy herself passed away and that started the journey for us to start conversations amongst ourselves to start recording these stories. Mama Teddy died in 2012 but that conversation stuck and soon Jordan was making the book a reality. He and his team put the call out for stories of personal experiences. The response was overwhelming. Many takatapui were ready to tell their story. I'm here at the New Zealand AIDS Foundation in Auckland to talk to Programme Manager Kayarahi Jordan-Harris, Community Engagement Coordinator Fatitiri Tewake, Stacey Kirapa and Shannon White, who have all been part of the process. This is Tiahika. I'm Justin Murray. Kia ora, heuri tēnei no te hokianga whakapau karakia, ko pangaru te maunga, ko te rarawa te iwi. Kia ora tātou, no raimangamanga tuku maina, no pewharangi tuku awa, no te rāwhari tuku marae, no patukeha natiketa tuku hapu, ko Jordan Harris tuku ingoa. Ai, kia ora, um, ko tukutuku te maunga, ko arapawa te awa, ko kāpere te moana, ko kirihipi te whare, ko waihawa te marae, ko nga te whātua te iwi, te urio hau te hapu, ko Shannon Anahira Waitid, ahau. Tēnā koutou, ko Stacey Kirapa tōku ingoa, ko Tainui te waka, ko Pirongia te maunga, ko Waikato te wā, ko Waikato Maniopoto te iwi. So when you were piecing together the book in terms of uh, literature, I mean, we're sitting here in, in, in the library uh, here at the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, what was missing? Why the need to do this particular book? I, I think because there was no no other book like it. These stories are untold. Even us as Takatap, we didn't know a lot of these stories. And we didn't actually know how big this was going to be until we started. And when people started to come forward and share their stories, uh, me and, and several other editors um, were overwhelmed with the responses that we were getting. And, and um, it was weeks and weeks and weeks of transcribing. So you put the, the call out there for submissions of stories? We went round and visited Kanohi Kete Kanohi and, and um, we would host um, kai at our homes and whānau would come, we would turn the mic on and just record the conversation much like you're doing right now. Um, and for us as Māori, that's the best way to do it and um, that's how we did it and the stories just came out. The book Takatapui, A Place of Standing, weaves the stories together of how Takatapui live and breathe their Māori culture, while at the same time being true to who they are as gay, lesbian, queer, transgender and bisexual. 
Here's a paragraph that features in the book written by Stacey Kirapa. Our pai pai was getting very thin and one particular cousin of mine had died. So I was sitting there in the whare next to the body with one of my cousins and we were just having a yak and everyone else was having lunch or afternoon naps. It was just the skeleton crew on and while we were sitting there yakking, an ope arrived at the gate. My uncle, the komatua, stood up and he looked around for my aunties who were nowhere to be found. So he looks straight over at me points his tokotoko and says, e tu ki te karanga. Stacey is transgender. The role of the kaikaranga, or the person that delivers the welcome call in terms of tikanga and kawa on a marae, is reserved for women. Stacey says it was the heartfelt advice of Wetoria Drake that helped her move into that space as a Māori woman, and therefore able to stand on her marae. We was, I was actually sitting beside the body, and on, in several cases that has been the case where I've ended up having to be that person who sits beside the body. And um, it wasn't until the passing of what we call our drag mothers, many of us um, from Mairano, we've had um, an experience of growing up with a mother or a drag mother that's someone who's not paternal or maternal to us. And they've taken them us under their wings and taught us how to be who we are today. And from her passing, and her name was Wetoria Drake, and um, from that passing, and Wetoria's in that book, uh, before she passed, all of the house members were summoned to her room and we were all given instruction and we were all had our final words with her. And um, she passed while I was down at home and then I received the fourth phone call to return to Auckland, so I did. And I was grateful for that. But one of those um, particular kōrero that she gave me was, if you're going to become a woman, you know, there's no going back. You drop that side and you take up this and if it means going to karanga, well, haere koe pite karanga. And it was like, oh, okay, how's this one going to work? Thanks for dropping me into it. Yeah, all right, let's go. And um, I became um, I became a representative of my whare, of my um, of basically my my tupuna, who was Wetoria. You know, so we all the things that would be considered tikanga, you know, they were covered through Wetoria, actually giving us those mantles. But she was very quite quite clear that it wasn't going to be an easy road, and um, that I would like anything else within the GLBTIQA community. Um, face many controversies and um, there's going to be a lot of hate out there but you know you'll probably find that there's going to be a bit of acceptance as well and so that's how um, I evolved into Mahi Karanga and became a representative of not only my house but also the remaining loving members. A lot of us came from uh, working the streets and we were sex workers and we had to um, be women all the time, whatever kind of woman that was, you know, that was up to you, but we had to be women. And so part of that journey and um, one of the corridors that have been around has come from Elizabeth Kirekere. Uh, yes, her, uh, she actually pointed out that the chemical alterations that we make to our body are just as fundamental as, an, as a natural born woman. You know, we alter our body to the point where we no longer have the processes of just a genetic male. You know, we have those female genetic processes. So we're experiencing the mummies, the pains. We don't have the effect of a menstruational cycle, but we have all the other effects of that through chemical hormone and other kind of alterations. Yes, because um, the academic Nahuia Tiawe Kotuku talks about um, because you aren't whare tangata and that you give birth, um, and she talks about likening the whale of giving birth to the karanga, that, that doesn't exist as well. So how does that play into 
when you stand or when you've stood and given the, the karanga? Um, so um, Nahui and I have had this discussion. It was quite a, it was quite a great discussion. <laughs> and even through her um, interview that we had at Jordan's house, um, we had this conversation. And one of the things that was brought up was those, those particular pains that you experienced during birth could never be replicated through any other kind of thing. However, um, other people that have backgrounds within academia, backgrounds within tikanga Māori, have also enlightened the pain of losing parents, losing children, grandparents, to um, being almost as bad, if not greater, as giving birth. And I think uh, for people like ourselves who, who have had to experience the um, displacement of whānau and family, being displaced from your whānau and family, losing your mother, losing your father, your grandparent, your drag mother, your drag family, those kinds of pains can be just as big, if not greater, than giving birth. And um, a lot of our lesbian whānau have even come to the floor and said, yes, we agree. I'd rather give birth than have to lose my mother again. You're dealing with your sexuality and your identity and those things are merging and how do they merge? Eh? Jordan, do you want to talk more about that? Is that what the book is about, sexuality and identity at the heart of it? Absolutely, and it, it is about um, um, finding a place of standing. And, and for a lot of our, our takatāpui, um, you know, in the, in the journeys that I've seen and witnessed, um, some are embraced and loved by their whānau, which we know as Māori is really important, but some of our whānau are not. And and a lot of our, our takatāpui are ostracised or kicked out of home. Um, and for a lot of our takatāpui, they end up on the streets um, as sex workers, um, where there's a lot of risk, not only with sexual health, but also with um, alcohol and drug abuse. Self abuse, and and these are the real issues that our community face, and so the whole concept of the the hui and the book is to actually show them that you know you can stand as Maori and as Takatapui and as Katapai. Here's a story that um, page thirty five in the book. Um, this is from Hori Brown, who's not with us today, but he talks about his koro, which uh, was the uh, the brother of his grandmother. Um, and this is back in the 1940s, and he says, uh, from the page 35, they called him Sissy Sunny. In those days, there was no such thing as gay or takatāpui, so you were a sissy, nothing else. If you tried to be yourself, you'd get a hiding, but my koro didn't care. He took the hidings for being himself right up until the day he died. But even in death, to see how they treated my beautiful koro was the saddest part of my life. Where did his clothes go? All those gold rings and everything else that made him fabulous. He was denied the dignity that we give our people when they leave this world, and it left me asking, has it really changed? What's going to be there for our takatāpui, kaumātua, kuia and pakeke? Who's going to be there for me when it's my time? With, with his um, koro, uh, he died, and, and his brother buried him the very same day in, in his um, hospital gown. Um, and, and these are the stories that, that, are, that have been found and, and been told. And so it was really important for us to have really strong imageries that went with these really strong stories. And one thing Tuckers know how to do, and that's um, look fabulous. So, um, <laughs> you know, we really capitalised on that and, and used it, and our people performed. The Hui Takatapui is a biennial event. 
usually hosted at a marae over a few days. It provides a safe platform for any issues to be discussed and it's about imparting education. Whatitiri Tewake is relatively new to his job as Community Engagement Coordinator at the New Zealand AIDS Foundation. A lot of my mahi has been based around um, helping to coordinate and um, be of assistance to the Komiti Whakahaere to make sure that we've got all our ducks in a row and that we're um, going to be providing our whānau takatāpui with an awesome um, weekend of wānanga, basically. Mm. So, And the other part of the mahi too is to um, engage with our takatāpui Māori community and um, so that's around delivering workshops um, to raise awareness and to provide education to our whānau takatāpui to help um, kia whai maramatanga are you uh, getting more than the awareness building? Well, um, we've, we had massive um, response to the registrations. I think it was all sold out within the first week um, oh, of registrations yeah. going live. So that's 180 um, whānau who have registered for the Hui Takatāpui. Now, Arangatahi don't feature too well um, within those registrations, so we've been um, reaching out to them, reaching out to organisations, to youth groups who are working with our Rangatahi Takatāpui to um, try and bring them to the Hui to, again, to raise awareness and to provide those that education to them. Um, so that's been one of um, our mahi as well within the recent month is just to try and reach out a little bit more to our, our younger generations and to our rangatahi. Because, again, the book um, provides a fabulous resource for them to show them that, you know, um, he, you belong to a whānau, he whānau tākoto. And the stories and the memories are something that would be able to make them feel included, I suppose, because we all know that growing up Māori and growing up Takatapu, we all have our certain skill sets and those are played on quite um, regularly or enhanced, I suppose, within our whānau. But to show our rangatahi that you actually do belong to another big whānau as well. The Hui Takatapu is an awesome waka for um, our young ones to be a part of. Now, the last hui was held in Waikato. Waikato Tonu was the host at Fata Fata Marae. And some of the recommendations or some of the, the, the kranga that were put out at that hui, a lot of our rangatahi were saying that we want to learn more about Aotearoa Māori as well. So, um, karanga, whaikōrero, menga mahi wairua. So that was something that um, our rangatahi and our whānau in general were asking for was to use the hui as a place where we could, again, tying back to the book, to my Tūranga Waiwai, or a place of standing, to try and work through some of those of those three tikanga of ours, whaikōrero, kranga and wairua, mm. and where do I fit into the whole scheme of things in terms of irunga i te marae. Shannon White talks about her experience at the first whakawahine transgender hui. Whakawahine meaning to transition from male to female. She's also on the front cover of the book, Takatapui, A Place of Standing. We we did a couple of um, photo, photographer, photo shoots on, well, for mine. I did a couple and um, there was a selection. All the photos came back to the panel and they selected um, the pictures that they, they liked. Um, and the cover page was one of them. I um, We all had costumes made by a whānau from Waikato that... Uh, Provided us with the harakeke and the korawais and the earrings, and the, it was just amazing. It was like a whole wardrobe um, 
in the back of the car. So that was awesome. <laughs> that kākahu, um, Jordan and I um, made it overnight. Um, so it was a, a good journey. Um, we made it for our staff member that worked here and he died. Um, so um, we made it for him. And then um, Jordan brought in along that day. I just wanted to wear a pupil or something, but um, when Jordan said, oh, I've got got a way outside in the car, and so he went out and grabbed it, and um, I put it on and made it with a lot of love. Shannon says the book is also about Takatapui opening up their lives and telling their stories to their own whānau. A couple of months ago, I um, sat on the Trust Board as an Invite Māori Advisory Committee, and so... Um, this book is an asset to um, not only New Zealand AIDS Foundation but also to our whānau. It's all woven together and um, we create a strong bonding together. Um, and I think our whānaus only see us as as whānau, but we, we, we're, you know, we, we're usually pushed aside or... Um, you know, ignored or just laughed at. Um, but when they hear our stories all amalgamating together, they're going to think, oh, my gosh, there's a whole whānau, a whole hapū of them. You know, so we um, that's the main reason for the book coming together. It's about not only for the Pākehā resource, but for our whānau um, to actually read each story and how we interweave together. You mentioned just briefly before that you've actually gone through personal loss with um, with this um, illness, AIDS. Can you share yeah. me about that? Um, one of our sisters, or two of our sisters have died of HIV, Whakawahine uh, sisters who died of HIV. Um, and so for us it's like, um, in our sisterhood we've always believed that, um, you know, it, it can affect, because a lot of us used to be sex workers, over the last several years, um, a lot of us have branched out into uni- education um, studies. Our sisters have, you know, um, have sort of set a path for us to continue, and so we sit upon and, and support New Zealand AIDS Foundation and Fakawahine and Takatapu communities. <laughs> Stacey Kirapa is based in Hamilton and she is the first transgender to be the chair of Hui Takatapui. She writes candidly about navigating her culture and her identity. When my drag mother Witoria Drake was near to death in one of the final conversations we had, she said to me, Girl, there were no grey areas, there are no grey areas and you're either going to be one or the other. You can't have it both ways, so choose a role and stick to it because it will be on you if you get it wrong. Both my parents were living at this time, and it wasn't until the death of Witoria that I became and was doing the karanga for the community. After the passing of my mother, my father asked me what I thought about the karanga in Whaikorero. It had taken him 15 years to start calling me his daughter, and that was through the insistence of my mother. Anyway, he came around and then said, well, when we go home, you better, you better be sitting with your aunties. From that time of my mother's hurakofatsu, at the direction of my kaumātua, I became a kaikaranga motoku nefare. So you were accepted? 
I was um, totally accepted by my mother, and I suppose um, I was really lucky because I also have a gay brother and a lesbian sister, both older than me, and I was the, I'm the youngest of the family of six, and um, so the shock was with my brother. Uh, they got over it with my sister. So by the time I came around, it was like, yes, and moving right along. <laughs> and um, it became very natural. Yeah, and um, one thing we also discovered, well, my father started discovering, was the many different versions of gay that there were out there. Because he just thought, well, you're, you're like that, you're just gay. Well, no, Dad, it was not like that, and it never going to be like that. Mm. And I think one of the other things that came out of not only that education for my father, but also this book, was within our community, we had great and huge fragmentation. So the gay boys were warring with the trannies. The trannies were warring against the lesbians and the gay boys. And it was just really ugly. It wasn't only territorial because there was a lot of... um, it was an identity thing. So uh, the gay boys got angry at the trans people because we could pull the guys that they couldn't. The lesbians were furious at us because we take up the mirrors and we look prettier than they did. And, um, you know, we had all that kind of dynamic. And what has actually come of that education process and this book is that you can see the tuhonotanga that has become of our community. Mm-hmm. At one stage, um, we didn't all agree to the word takatapui. We really? didn't, yeah, not at all. And um, we didn't agree to the word whakawahine either. Because, you know, uh, for those that were um, immersed in te reo Māori, who were matatawi te reo Māori, some of us weren't in the process of making anything. We just were. So, you know, whaka, to make, wahine woman. No, I just am. And then takatāpui to us seemed um, very much like, oh, no, that's a gay thing. No, no, I, I'm a woman. Yeah, and, and that was the mean mindset and the mentality that we had because that's all we knew um, back in those days. So uh, um, coming together with this particular book and the kōrero and working with Jordan and coming back into the fold of the NZAF, uh, one thing I've discovered is that we were able to bridge a lot of gaps very quickly without a lot of animosity. And um, we, we finally became a hapu, a hapu of people, a iwi of people within our own communities. And that was something that was established because of displacement, because of not being able to return to our marais, not being accepted by our own people due to fear and almost ignorance because they didn't want to know anything other than heteronormative behaviour. Stacey's story is one of experience. She lived in Auckland for many years and she was part of the scene where working the streets was both territorial and dangerous. For Whatitiri Te Wake, who we heard from earlier, he's the community engagement coordinator, taking ownership of his own sexual identity was a natural acceptance amongst his whānau, who were pretty unfazed. Well, that's the thing that I struggle to understand is the whole concept of coming out because, okay, as Stacey alluded to, you just are, or I just am. And I think I was fortunate enough to be taina to a, a lot of tuakana who were gay. And that was fine. And growing up um, around my whanau and on the marae, I saw my cousins, you know, um, fluffing around in the farekai, making the farekai look absolutely amazing just being who they were. Were you like this high, like a little boy? Yeah, absolutely, and I would always be in there. So for me, I just was. And, um, you know, you just grow up, you just do what you need to do. Um, I was fortunate enough enough to be educated um, at home as well. And although it's quite interesting, although we're quite isolated um, in my community of Pangadu, um, my nannies and my papas and my aunties and uncles um, yeah, they just treated me just like one of the 
just one of them, of course, just one of the nephews. So I had a, um, a lovely and awesome upbringing surrounded by my whānau. And I suppose what I also fell back on was my Māori culture, Takuao Māori, because we, we got to play those um, roles and responsibilities on marae for our kura um, at church and all of that. So you were looked towards your skills in terms of those roles that you played um, and not really the person who you were or your sexual identity. So, yeah, and I was just fortunate enough for my tuakana um, who sort of paved the way, who, who broke the ice. And so for me, just coming through the ranks, it just felt like a normal transition. So, so you walked confidently in both worlds, down, well, your world, Maori and mm. who you were as Fati. Mm, as Fati, as Takatapui. Um, and yeah, and my whanau and my cousins all knew. And then the other thing that I felt a little bit um, in terms of the whole coming out thing was like, it's just weird. They sort of said, yeah, of course you are. And? <laughs> so it was almost like... Um, oh, you mean when you came out and the reaction you got? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I think well, what in terms of coming out, I was about 13, 14 with my metes at school and they were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I sort of took my lead from them and thought, oh, okay, yeah. So, but um, my upbringing, yeah, born and raised with my grandparents as well. So I was fortunate enough to um, be exposed to all the um, ngā Māori being dragged to the marae, every hui. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just fortunate enough to have those skills. As part of the hui takatapui, many take mentorship or guidance roles but whānau environment and acceptance is just as important, as Jordan Harris explains. There's a huge difference, and you can see, with our whānau takatāpui who have supportive uh, whānau, um, how strong they stand. When you listen to Fati and Stacey, kōrero, mm. and, and um, when you see the ones who, who don't have that, you see a completely different takatāpui. And so that's what our our journey with this book is, is just to um, just to help people understand and get them thinking and talking about it. There'll be whānau who will love this book and there'll be whānau who will hate it. Um, but at least our stories are out there for Why do you think read. they'll hate it? I think it's quite confronting um, for some people because um, in, in my own experience, like um, I come from a very religious whānau. Um, and and at first, me being takatapui was not accepted. Today, I'm I'm like the matriarch of my own family. If there's any problems, they all come to me. But um, and, you know, and they I came around. They, they came around. It took it took time, a few years. Time helps. Time, yeah, time, time helps. And, and what we forget is that I had I came out, but my whānau also had to come out. You know, as having a gay son or or gay uncle or gay whatever. And and so, but now, yeah, they absolutely love and support me. And will be there at the launch of me with this book but I, I think this book will be con- uh, will be confronting for some people because yeah. um, some of our whānau don't even don't mind us being gay they just don't want to know about it The book Takatāpui A Place of Standing will officially be launched at Hui Takatāpui on November the 18th at the Manuko Institute of Technology Stacey Kirapa's role as the chair of the Hui also makes the history books. And it's quite an auspicious occasion, this particular hui. We're coinciding with 30 years of homosexual law reform, 
30 years of the hui itself, and um, it's taken 30 years for a trans person to, as to ascend to the chair. Um, we've usually, usually just left it to our gay brothers and um, come along and had a party. But this, this particular hui, um, it's been a pleasure working with Jordan, the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, at, of who I need to acknowledge. Um, it's been a long road, but it looks like we're making headway and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully that light will include a cure for HIV and AIDS somewhere in the near future. Um, it will also include a lot more inclusivity of our people. And um, hopefully our rangatahi can see the importance um, of those that have gone before them, the struggle that they have actually had to go through, and it, it becomes a lot more real than just a myth or a legend for them. Um, it's not just the paki waitara. You know, it's very real, and this is where you come from, and this is why you are able to do what you do today. And I mean, some of us older dinosaurs, we need to learn that... There is new evolution happening, and we, we're starting to understand it. It's going to take a while. You know, give us time. We'll get our heads around it. Just give us time, and we'll get there. But um, I, um, my first mahi would be to Jordan for the hours he's had me sitting around a table, compiling that book, talking to people I would normally never have to engage with that have never been a part of my life, that um, I've actually had to go in and remove myself from it and just do the mahi. Um, the second one, back to the New Zealand AIDS Foundation for the support, the acknowledgement and opening the doors for us to achieve this goal. And then finally, to takune hapuri, to my people out there, you know, looking forward to seeing you all in November. Just because it's the 30th doesn't mean there's not going to be another 30. We need to, to plan and we need to look forward Forward, and hopefully that those those particular people that are young and up and coming will soon be ready to take the reins because us older ones are ready to sit back and be old people and have cup of teas and watch you fellas have a party this yeah, time. You fellas do the money. Uh,